Uh, tonight, we unpack uh, what we tried to speak to last time with the ad hoc uh, committee. We spoke to Prachomo, many of you would recall. And uh, if you missed that chat, go find it there on metrofm.co.za or anywhere else where you find your podcasts. And, uh, but um, we spoke to Prachomo, and one of the things Prachomo was saying was, you know, that's the report we're getting. Treasury saying, look, they're not getting the forms, they're not getting the paperwork and so on. Tonight, we speak to a fiscal policy expert because we want to try and make sense of what goes into that process. And uh, Eddie Rakaba joins me now on the line. Eddie, good evening to you and welcome, bro. Uh, good evening. I want to ask you to the Thanks. Thank you so much, man. Eddie, maybe start us off uh, so that we understand the process before we get into, I guess, uh, you know, from a political economy understanding what you see at play here. When, I, when something happens, so let's say there's a drought or there's flash floods, and the severity of the consequences of that lead to the declaration of a disaster. From a, you know, I guess, macrofiscal perspective or the movement of money, what happens after that happens, after the declaration? Yeah, uh, thanks. I, uh, you know, before I even answer that question, mm. it's really you know, happening that uh, two months after the disaster, we still have the people in cases and um, still waiting for relief. We're not even talking about recovery and rebuilding. Mm. And if you think that it's worse, we've had the same disaster in 2019, if you remember well. In 2019, around Easter, we've had another flooding disaster in KZN. It's only now that we are starting to see money trickling in to delete that disaster three years later. So mm. that's really... Mm. Wait, wait. So money is only starting to flow now for a disaster exactly. that was declared three years ago? Exactly. So... so Essentially, what we did here is a system-wide, I would say, budget administration lapses. And especially, it tends to occur when you're dealing with disasters because, you know, Asia. so mm. to go back to your, to your question of what needs to happen is that once a disaster hits, there's a determination that you need to do. We need to make a determination whether that disaster is local, is it provincial, is it national. Mm. So, and for that to happen, at a, at a local government level, there must be a, a local government disaster management center which, must, center which must assess and actually quantify that, the nature of the disaster. So if they are unable to, to deal with that disaster, they escalate, mm. which means at the provincial level, another provincial disaster management center must also assess that uh, disaster, classify it, so classify whether it's a provincial or, or whether they, they've got the resources to actually deal with it. If they can't, they escalate to the national level. So in this case, We've had, I would say, a bit hastily, a uh, cabinet uh, declaring a disaster without the National Management Disaster Center having made the, an assessment of whether mm. such a disaster is national or not. But this, that is made, the legislation says if a disaster happens, it happens to affect two provinces. Therefore, it automatically becomes a, a national, national disaster. Okay. Yeah, in which case, Therefore, the responsibility for financing such a disaster becomes a national uh, uh, responsibility. So, but even before that, there's also a contradiction as to what must happen at a national and provincial level. So even the provinces by themselves, through the legislation, perhaps through the PSM and the Disaster Management Act, they can actually make their own uh, decision as to whether they will be able to deal with the disaster. In which case, the legislation gives them, allows them to actually use some of their funding already available in their kitty to deliver the disaster and then defray that against the provincial uh, uh, revenue. Mm. revenue, revenue in this case, what appears to have not happened is that because of these two conflicting processes, we've had provinces having, having not have 
done the assessment, and national government has not been has not escalated that to the national government. Then you have this uh, conflicting uh, resources. But to complicate it even further, so you've got a, 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 a legislation called the Division of Revenue Act. Mm. In that legislation, there are several grants which are earmarked to the disaster, very small in their nature. We're, dealing, we're talking about 100 million or so for the provinces and 100 million or so for the municipalities. So if you think about what the the Kazan government says this is going to cost them, so what has been set aside as 100 million is very small, obviously, to deal with that. <clears throat> for the provinces to access that resources in order for... So those resources can be immediately released by the National Disaster Management Act if indeed a disaster has been declared a national, a national disaster. But for that to happen, there's a whole number of documents which they must submit, not to the federal, to the National Disaster Management Act. So provinces must submit these documents to the National yes. Disaster Management Center? Yeah, to, okay. to access the grant. Mm, okay. To access that particular grant, which I'm saying it is very small. Even if they submit those documentation, the resources would still not be sufficient, which means it is then becomes the responsibility of the National Disaster Management Center, which is sitting at the Department of Cooperative Governance, to go to the Treasury and say, in our own assessment that we have made, we've determined that indeed this is going to cost so much, and therefore we require you to make resources available up to the tune of this much so that we can be able to. Then Treasury will go and make such an assessment, whether they've got the resources or not, and then if they don't have, they can say, we don't have the resources at the national government level, but we can allow you to use some of the funding that is already approved at the provincial level to use that uh, to offset your cost against uh, for dealing with such a uh, disaster. Mm-hmm. So the, the problem that we are facing is really an administration lapses, but, and, and, and that's why we've seen this playing game between the, the, the national and provincial authorities. But but some of these, as you say, Eddie, I mean, in the case of that emergency housing grant, I understand that's a grant already made provision for in the Division of Revenue that's announced every February. Um, yeah. And there would then, of course, be a case often made for conditional grants like that. So that grant is only released when there is a, uh, I guess, yeah. an emergency situation. Uh, would grants like that also require, I guess, you know, making some representations to the National Disaster Management Center? Or would it be the Treasury that then ultimately says, I'm happy with the case you've made here. Here's your $235 million or whatever. So after, so with, because the province, the province having declared a disaster at the provincial level, mm-hmm. and then we'll make representation and say, we have made this assessment that we determined that this allocation we would require this amount of allocation to be a disaster. But when you look at what the house, emergency housing, uh, uh, the, that grant, particularly, it, it's already been allocated for municipalities which were, which were affected by the disasters. And I'm talking about mm. the money which is only that you should settle now because you're only you're trying to deal with that problem because you have not planned for it. So the only way to, to deal with it was to introduce a grant so that you can address that particular that particular disaster which happened a long time ago. But now you've got a new, a, a new disaster which has happened that you have not planned for, which means that you must go through a new process all over again, which, a new process all over again, to come up with funding, which, which is not necessarily going to address housing issues, but to address an entire 
spectrum of the, mm. uh, the infrastructure that has been damaged, including roads and, and all of those water infrastructure and, and, and the schools. And unfortunately, because of the this system lapses that I'm talking about, what tends to happen is that uh, demand is then diverted uh, to various line departments. So it does not fit in one particular center where it will be drawn to the because of the nature of our intergovernmental fiscal system mm. and, the, and the sharing of powers. So the disaster, the, the disaster relief or recovery money for education would go to the Department of Education. Sure, the disaster sure. relief housing would go to housing and so on and so on. And that's why I think sometimes we find these difficulties in addressing the disaster holistically because the money is not sitting in one particular port, but is sitting in different. And because of coordination issues, Therefore, the province are unable to, to, to respond holistically you know, to those uh, disasters. So, so one of the things I'm, I'm hearing you to, to be saying, Eddie, is that in our current framework, effectively the money that ideally should be allocated to this disaster, we might potentially only see it as a standing grant um, in the reconstruction phase, or so maybe, say, two or three years after the moment. But there isn't like a standing pot of money for... Um, so if an emergency happens tomorrow, there isn't some fiscal allocation for standing reserve to deal with those things and a rapid, I guess, response process that allows for that money to quickly flow. Yeah, well, I mean, to, to this, uh, go and draw on the continuous reserve mm. if, if, you, if you have such. But there's always been this uh, debate around whether you need a standing disaster funding, disaster relief funding or recovery funding. Through, should be should it be uh, should it be allocated through you know a conditional grant or should it just be allocated through the general you know transfer to the provinces which they can use as they as they feed, they feed. in other words in this case it will be the uh, equitable share for those mm. who are familiar with the intergovernmental fiscal system how to how to work but then there are some other you know, debates around whether you need some kind of an insurance that you can do especially now because you Increasingly going to deal with this climate change issue. Mm, so, you mm. really want to that, um, be more systematic about how you plan for disaster and how you mitigate some mm. of these things. So, it's an issue of whether those mitigation strategies at a, prov- at a provincial level, at a local government level, are, are available, or whether you need something as, as big as Salaria, for instance, mm. which was used, was used to draw, withdraw money from, from and for the and the riots that happened last year. We used the resources, we drew resources from the Rosasaria insurance. So the argument around whether you need that kind of an approach to deal with uh, this disaster because increasingly we are going to be facing them. Mm-hmm. And clearly, many of these provinces and municipalities would not have sufficient resources to, to deal with those. Yeah. Uh, and I guess, interestingly, maybe a, a place where some consideration might be had as a collection point. I mean, you know, with Sazria, it's there on every single sort of insurance policy written uh, in South Africa, I understand. And there's just a small sort of thing that that one would get there. But I think in this case, uh, one might also want to think of it um, via the policies of uh, people who issue, you know, uh, licenses and so on to developers. So be it in the public or in the private sector, if you want to come and build a road here or whatever, you know, part of, I guess, that approval process must commit you to some insurance instrument where you're paying into a pot of money 
uh, to deal with uh, very particular disasters. Yeah, yes, I mean, one other option mm. when developer wants to build a shopping mall or whatever the case may be, or, or a residential area, sure. municipalities do assessment and they charge them development costs to, for, 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 for development charges for, 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 for developing such an area. So it, it, it may be one of the sources, I mean, so, uh, sources of funding for the services, but it's not necessarily sufficient. And given that the, the nature of our intergovernmental system, system and the fiscal competition that you see among some of these uh, municipalities and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, and provinces. When a disaster hits uh, a municipality, for instance, would, you, would the province, would the municipality allow the provinces to draw into the development charges of that particular, of, of the, of the Green, for instance? Mm, so it's not sure. It's not necessarily feasible because, because of the immaturity of intergovernmental fiscal relations, it may not necessarily be uh, enough or sufficient to, to address this. But there are some, inter, in certain countries, there, are, they, they, there is uh, insurance for this kind of thing where the uh, government uh, put in uh, money on a, on, a, on, a, on, a, on a monthly basis, just like any, 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 any other person who insure themselves against unforeseeable, mm-hmm. uh, unfortunate uh, events happening. So, those are some of the things that could be used to finance. But that will only be for for recovery and rebuilding. For things like uh, disaster relief, you need an immediate relief of funds. Because mm. if, you, if you are not timely in your intervention, certain people, as you see in, in KZN, actually going to fall into in a state of, of devastation and poverty because your relief measures are not, are not timely. They are not coming on. So people lose lives. People lose assets. People lose their their lifetime, uh, you know, livelihood because your intervention, your response was not timely. So for that, you need to fix the process of relief in very quick. There are different areas of um, process and application, and where provinces have to do an assessment, uh, municipalities do the assessment, national government do an assessment, and if there are disagreement about uh, the the cost or the the, the assessment cost, mm. then it, it, it goes back. And then instead, what is even worse is that the division of revenue, as it says, provinces must submit those documentation. It's a list, it's a whole list of them within 14 days of 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 declaring such a disaster. Now, if you look at the type of information that is required, so to do a, a whole costing of the disaster, it can take a month or two mm. months or so. So you can do it within 14 days. So even that also need to be really relooked so that yeah. you make the process much more simpler and faster. Last one, Eddie, on our end, before we let you go, uh, just in so far as this one billion is concerned, uh, for the people out in KZN and Guazul uh, and uh, in the Eastern Cape, uh, likely timeline for any of that uh, finally reaching those who need it most? Or will we see that, uh, you know, they normally say in this MTEF, in this medium-term expenditure period, three years? This will be some kind of a help that will come mm, from the mm. government without any assessment having been done. Now, you have to go through another process of reallocating and uh, gazetting, uh, you know, gazetting uh, the, the funding and all those things. So mm. that process uh, uh, takes takes a bit of time because in, in your application of this particular, I mean, in your granting of these resources, also what you need to be careful of is that 
you need to be consistent in your in your response so that when a disaster hit another province next time that we don't know mm. you are able to, to respond in the same way so that your funding mechanism is uh, equitable that's what they did the question is of so exactly i think that's why probably we are seeing a bit of delay so it, it will be some time until some of these things are resolved uh, which is unfortunate for the for the people who have been Indeed, my brother, and uh, that's where the impact and the consequences are felt most. Eddie Rakabe, let's leave it.